you know, once I saw that for our own products, you know, I kind of knew that for other Amazon sellers, this should be really at the top of their priority list because that audience list gives you the ability to launch multiple products. It allows you to ask for reviews when you need reviews. You know, you can get rankings, but a lot of Amazon sellers have challenges, you know, with the different mindset that Facebook requires. You're listening to the Ecom Exits podcast with your host, Nate Ginsberg. Learn the best tips and tactics to improve profits, cash flow, and maximize your e-commerce business value on the way to a successful exit. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, podcast listeners, to the Ecom Exit show. It's your host, Nate Ginsberg, joined today by my friend, Dave Huss, founder of firstpagefunnel.com, Ecom PPC 10-year veteran whose accomplishments include building Facebook pages with over 150,000 fans that he's used to launch products for his own Amazon brands, as well as over $400,000 spent on Facebook. So this guy knows PPC, knows Facebook, and knows how to use these things in order to drive sales and rankings and building businesses on Amazon. So really excited to have Dave on to join us. So Dave, uh, welcome. Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So first, can you explain and kind of share with the audience a little bit more about your, your path to selling on Amazon? Because this is something I know, you, you know, you've been in the online business, digital marketing space for a really long time and had a, a lot of different experiences and kind of an interesting route to selling on Amazon. And so, yeah, can you kind of share more about, you know, how you got here? I originally got my start selling online doing info products. So there was a college business exam that I did very well in, and I basically taught other students how to do well in this business exam. And that was great, and it was making a couple thousand bucks a month. But the company that made the business exam did not like that I was teaching students how to you know, get an A in this exam. Uh, and they basically sued me to maybe stop making this info product. So that was my very first business experience. And, you know, they have that saying, like, you haven't been in business until someone's tried to sue you. And I was like, oh, at least I got that out of the way quickly. <laughs> and uh, after that, I moved on to e-commerce. So I had an opportunity to work for Dan and Ian, the guys at the Tropical MBA on their e-commerce stores, uh, running their Google ads campaigns. You know, their brand ticked over to seven figures a year um, and then multi-seven figures. And a lot of that was driven by paid advertising. At some point, I started taking on other clients, helping them with their paid advertising. And then I actually started selling my own products on e-commerce, which started with t-shirts. And uh, we can get into that. Yeah. So you were building up all of this great e-com PPC experience. And, um, you know, how did you actually get into selling on Amazon? Yeah. So after I started, you know, doing PPC for clients, uh, I wanted to do it for myself, right? So I started doing Facebook ads for, at the time, uh, Teespring, which is basically dropship print-on-demand t-shirts, was really taking off. And so I was able to apply, you know, my knowledge of Facebook ads to selling t-shirts online. You know, I sold lots of different t-shirts for different hobbies and pets and this. But one of the groups of customers that I discovered that kept coming back and buying again and again was kind of the arts and crafts space. So like sewing and knitting, you know, on Facebook, they would just buy multiple of the t-shirts that I was selling. And so then 
the business evolved into, uh, you know, what other products can we sell them besides t-shirts? And so that was, you know, setting up a Shopify store, drop shipping products from China to the U.S., and then eventually carrying our own inventory at a 3PL and then selling on our own Shopify store. So, you know, th this business was already probably three or four years in. And then that's the time when we decided to take a look at Amazon and, and see if, you know, we could get some products ranked there. What did you find out or how were you able to use some of these, you know, audiences and assets that you had been building? I guess, like what, what happened when you tried to launch and rank on Amazon? Yeah, so for our first product launch, which was kind of a, a test slash experiment for us, because we were already doing pretty well off of Amazon. So, you know, I, I wanted to see like, okay, if we have these big lists and big audiences, can we make some waves on Amazon? Can we, you know, lean our audience into the Amazon platform in order to get products ranked higher? And so the first product that we launched, you know, we put it up on Amazon and it was more or less a commodity product, a, a selling product. And we were able to get it ranked you know, basically at the top of the first page for the important keywords because we had our audience go and buy the product, right? So Amazon, they want to reward you for bringing in external traffic into Amazon because once you shop on Amazon, you never go back. Like, like those are Amazon's customers forever. And so there's a very clear, you know, ranking benefit to bringing your party to Amazon to get the products ranked. You know, once I saw that for our own products, you know, I kind of knew that for other Amazon sellers, this should be really at the top of their priority list because that audience list gives you the ability to launch multiple products. It allows you to ask for reviews when you need reviews. You know, you can get rankings, but a lot of Amazon sellers have challenges, you know, with the different mindset that Facebook requires. Um, and so that's when I kind of transitioned into also helping you know, Amazon sellers build their Facebook presence and do it quickly and not waste tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. I mean, I think it's a really, you know, hot area, an important area. It hits on a lot of really valuable and important things for Amazon sellers, you know, building up your own assets and audience, you know, a vehicle to be able to drive sales and rank your products as, as well as, I mean, using this that you're more aware than I am of, you know, I'm sure, you know, other benefits, but, but those two, uh, your own assets and, and audience to rank is pretty important these days. And so where would sellers start? Is this something that all sellers should be doing? Where do you start? What types of products or accounts generally have success? Like what should people be thinking about if, you know, if they want to explore pursuing this? Yeah. So I think you have to take a step back. A lot of Amazon sellers, they started selling with the product first, right? And then that can create some challenges on Facebook because on Facebook, the way people interact with the platform, it's about the topic or the audience first. Uh, if, if you're just starting out, you do have a bit of a benefit because you can think about this from the beginning, right? So if Facebook, you know, building an audience, you're going to do that, generally the best way is for targeting passionate groups of people. Right? So I, I like to call them crazy people, right? So people who they love dogs, they love sewing, they love rock climbing, they love guns, basically pockets of crazy people who are really passionate about what it is that they do and buy lots of products. So ideally on Facebook, you would be building your 
brand and your community around, you know, basically a topic or these kind of pockets of interest that already exist. Because if you're going to spend all the time and effort to build a Facebook audience, and it is a significant amount of effort, you want to do it to acquire customers who are going to repeat purchase from you over and over and over again. And so let's say you're selling dog chew toys or dog food. Dog owners, they have to buy lots of products in order to support that interest. And in this case, the pet. Right? So they need leashes and dog collars and dog bowls and food. And there's so many different components that go into being that type of person. Or if you're a gun owner, you need to buy gun cleaning supplies and gun holsters and targets. And so you can acquire this customer one time, but you can sell them lots of different things. And I think that's where Facebook really, it shines the most for acquiring so, customers, these kind of repeat crazy customers. So it kind of sounds like the first, you know, prerequisite for success is, you know, it starts with when you're starting your brand and building a brand and thinking about you're not just selling products, you're selling in a niche and, you know, to a interested customer base, you know, by doing that way, I guess that's like the, the first prerequisite to being able to have success than, you know, building your audience on Facebook. It makes the process more efficient, right? You certainly can build audiences in other areas, but by having that extra passion element and engagement element, it just makes using Facebook so much easier. I do think for most Amazon sellers, even if their products don't fall into that category, Facebook can still be a very good channel to use to basically close the loop on customers that you get from Amazon or give you a list of people that you can use to rank Amazon products effectively. And those don't necessarily ha have to be passion-based products. It's just, it works even better if they are. Yeah, so. well, well, that'll make sense. And I guess also what I was kind of saying, it's less about the passion-based audience and more about having an ecosystem, just like a target audience that around a category of products as opposed to sell, you know, whether it's in the dog space or gun accessories or, you know, knitting or whatever, instead of having a random assortment of products, you know, yeah. having some type of cohesiveness to your brand. And so are there ways or how can you take advantage of the sales history on Amazon? Or is there stuff that sellers can do to jumpstart the process of building their audience on Facebook using some of the anything data experience from their Amazon sales? Yeah, the, that's a good question, Nate. So one of the benefits of having this list of people is it makes the, the ranking process and launching process on Amazon just more straightforward. And so Amazon, some sellers don't know that, you know, you get a lot of customer data from Amazon. So in the Amazon uh, Fulfilled Shipments Report, you can basically export the names and addresses of anyone who bought products from you through FBA. And the cool thing that you can do with this information, a lot of sellers don't know, is you can upload this information into Facebook, because again, Facebook has lots of data on everybody, and you can match about 30 to 40% of your Amazon buyers to their Facebook profiles. And then you can run Facebook ads to your past Amazon customers. And so that helps build that kind of uh, ecosystem to follow up with those customers and you know get them onto your list. So your email list, your, your chatbot, get them to like the Facebook page. And so I always recommend to Amazon sellers, you know, go export this data now because Amazon 
has already said they're going to remove it at some point, probably in the next year. So I, I did set up a, a landing page for that, which uh, we can show the URL later. But basically I just show, okay, here's how you export from the fulfilled shipments report. Here's how you format the data properly. Here's how you import it into Facebook and then, you know, boom. So if you have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of customers on Amazon already, just export that data. Like it's just, it's gold. Like that data is so valuable. Um, and so when you're ready to do Facebook, you already have your ideal target audience right from the beginning. I understand, you know, how useful it can be to have that place to start with. And also just, uh, you know, for, for the listeners, Dave has shared this, the kind of process to do this. Like he's shared this with me before. It's, it's really good. And, and uh, I agree about, you know, there's really no reason you shouldn't do this and you should do it ASAP because <laughs> unclear if or how long that's still going to be available for you to do this. And, and, you know, Dave, you being the, you know, the Facebook advertising so much experience and expert as you are, like, what are the benefits or advantages of starting the list like that, as opposed to building from scratch? Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges when you're doing Facebook is when you start from scratch, you're starting from scratch. Like you have no data. Facebook doesn't know anything about your customers. And so it takes a lot of time, iteration, targeting different ad sets and Facebook pages and this and that to basically find what Amazon already has for you, which is the people paying money. So you can skip a huge portion of the, the beginning work if you can get a couple hundred or a couple thousand people into Facebook. Because then Facebook knows, okay, these are the kind of people that you're looking for and you can target them directly. You know, let's say you wanted to get product reviews and inside of the Amazon platform, you're not really, you know, you have to be very careful about how you ask for reviews and you're not even really supposed to send messages now when Amazon makes it tighter. Well, if you communicate with that same person through Facebook and get them onto your email list or get them, you know, into your many chat and a chat bot, you know, you can basically communicate however you want effectively. And so then, you know, if, if you want to get more reviews, you can just ask your past customers in your email list to leave you reviews or follow up with them. Or, uh, you know, when you launch a new product, you can promote it to them. And so that shortcuts a lot of the biggest challenges with doing Facebook for Amazon sellers. And once that data is gone, you're going to wish that you exported it. Got it. That'll make sense. And, you know, so something else that, you know, you've mentioned a couple of different lists or assets, you know, that you can work on to build. Can you kind of talk about what the different assets you can or should be building, you know, and, and like what their benefits and, and, and how they all kind of work together? For Amazon sellers, I think the biggest thing is just reaching out to these past customers with Facebook ads first and getting them onto your list first. So the way that I've done it for myself and for clients I've worked with, you know, everyone is talking about chatbots these days on Amazon and chatbots are cool and like they're an effective tool, but they're a tool. And like, so it's, it's really easy to get lost in like all the tactics, but really, you know, the chatbot enables you to collect the customer information and now the cool thing about ManyChat is you can contact customers in multiple channels. So when we you know, target our Facebook ads, we get someone into the chatbot, then we also get their email address. We also ask them for permission to send them you know, a, a message in Facebook Messenger. And in some cases we get the SMS of the customer too. And so now instead of just having only an email list where even a good open rate on an email list is like 20 to 30%. Right. So you're only hitting that amount of people every time you send an email. 
But if you get them on email, on Facebook Messenger, you can retarget them, you got their SMS. When you go to launch a product or you need someone to leave reviews, there's no way they're not going to see you. And that's the really cool thing about ManyChat now is they have this multi-channel feature. And I think that's one area where, you know, some Amazon sellers, you know, they're taking the right steps, they're building their audience, but they're like only in one channel. Like they're only in, in Facebook Messenger, or they're only in email, or they're only in something else. I recommend just get the customer's information in as many channels as you can. I mean, each list has different potentials. So really the game is, you know, be able to get in front of those customers um, as, as many ways and as efficiently as possible. So you're building these lists, you're building these assets. What do you do with them? How do you use them? What are some of the benefits of having this list? And like, what does that open up for sellers? Yeah, so one of the benefits of you know, getting the customer information in multiple channels is it allows you to like, spread out your sales velocity on Amazon during the launch process. So for Amazon sellers, you know, they're acutely aware that you can't just jam all your sales on the first day when you launch an Amazon product. Like, okay, you're just going to throw 100 sales at it and then nothing. Like Amazon has a moving average of the sales. And so it's important that you you know, spread out the sales over two, three, four week period when you're launching the product. And if you can communicate to customers in multiple channels, then it makes it a lot easier to spread out that sales velocity, right? So you could, you know, perhaps send emails first and then spread out the emails over one or two weeks. And then, you know, for those people that didn't interact with the emails, then you can follow up with them in other channels, you know, maybe send a Facebook message or a retargeting ad or, an SMS. And by doing that, you can spread out the sales that Amazon is seeing over the you know, two to four week period where you're launching this product. And to Amazon, it just looks like there's a consistent stream of demand coming from external sources for this new product. It must be really popular. Let's rank it higher. Like that's what you're basically trying to make your product look like to the Amazon algorithm, right? You're bringing this party over the first month and you're kind of spreading it out evenly. And to Amazon, like that's exactly what they want. And that's why they rank you higher. This is a, a ranking engine that you're building and giving yourself these assets and control over it, building the relationships with the customers so that you can, yeah, I mean, rank more effectively and, and cheaper than I'm guessing if you have to do you know, giveaways all the time. I know you're working with a bunch of different brands these days and helping them, you know, do just this, like what's working, what's not working are certain types of products better for this or other ones, you know, less effective at, you know, specifically at, at, you know, using these audiences and lists to rank your products. That kind of goes back to the, isn't it, is it a passionate group of people or it's not. So if it is a, a cohesive group of people who buy multiple products, that's where I'm seeing that, you know, taking the effort to build the Facebook audience because you're paying to acquire that lead one time. So if you pay to acquire them one time and you can use that same list to launch two, five, 10, 15, 20 products, that's where really Facebook really does well. Right? So if you're just going to launch one product and that's it forever, you know, Facebook might not be the right channel for you. Like it's just the numbers might not work out, but you know, I, I have some clients where, you know, the, 
we'll bring in one customer for them and there's 20 different things they could buy. There's 50 different things that they could buy. And so when you look at the performance of the audience over a one-year period or a two-year period, you know, that's a lot of ranking impact. That's a lot of sales. That's where it makes sense to really build out a Facebook audience is if you have multiple products to sell and, to them. So that's like, instead of like doing these different giveaways and promotions to a new group and list of people every time, yes. uh, yeah. now you're just able to do the list once, or I mean, it, it cuts out part of the expense of like building, you build the audience one time and then you can, I mean, it's just the only cost is of the giveaways as opposed to having to pay to access these people each time. Yes, yeah, that, that's the big difference. And once I realized that, basically all the, the different ways that Amazon sellers were trying to get results for ranking on Amazon, doing huge discounts and, you know, these different launch services and, you know, some of the kind of gray hat stuff. Like if you look at it from a numbers perspective, you're, you're going to be investing several thousand dollars or more to get an Amazon product ranked anyways. So, you know, I just recommend, okay, spend a big part of that on Facebook instead and then you get a list that you can reuse. Whereas if you use some of these other you know, methods, you do them one time, and then the next time you launch a product, you have the same exact expense to launch the next product. Whereas with Facebook, your launch expense actually goes down because you know, a high percentage of the people that got into your world from the first product, they're also interested in your second product and your third product. And so that's where the numbers really start to, to look really good. Right. And so how big of an audience or how big of your lists do you need in order to be able to effective with the launching and ranking, you know, strategies using Facebook or ManyChat or any of this stuff? Yeah. So it also depends on the competitiveness of the product on Amazon. So for, you know, if, if you're focusing, you know, your audience on specific keywords, which I think that gets, you know, some of the best results is, you know, there, there are certain keywords that you want to get ranked for when you're launching the product. And you can't get ranked for everything right out of the gate. So you kind of have to pick, okay, these are the, the top three, five, maybe up to 10 keywords I want to go after. You can use the audience to boost rankings for those specific keywords. And that's where you know, this really gives you a lot of leverage because, you know, your competitors for those same keywords, you know, let's just say there's, there's a certain amount of sales on Amazon every day for that particular keyword, right? So let's just say there's 100 sales per day split between, you know, all the Amazon sellers. If you come in from the outside and you bring in even a couple extra sales per day of that keyword, all of a sudden you jump up the rankings so much because you're bringing in sales that didn't exist be before, right? So when Amazon looks at the, the ranking, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this guy's bringing in sales from the outside, we're going to rank him higher. Whereas the other sellers are basically fighting over the same sales, like everyone's just fighting over the same, you know, whatever's on Amazon, that's all there is. But if you can bring in even a couple extra sales for the right keywords, now, obviously, the more competitive, the more sales you need to bring. But, you know, even a handful of sales, in my experience, I've seen have started to move up rankings. And uh, if, if you have the right people on your list, you know, you can have a list of even just a couple thousand people, which we've been able to pull off in, you know, one, two, three months for clients. You know, that's, that's a reasonable target. And it just makes a dramatic difference in the, the Amazon ranking ability, because you can focus, let's say you get 10, 20, 100 extra sales, you can focus them on the keywords you want to rank for. And then you get the organic sales on Amazon, because now you're the top ranked product, and people see your number one, and they buy the number one product. 
I mean, it makes total sense that if you're bringing sales to Amazon, like that's probably going to be as strong of a ranking factor as, you know, I could, as I could think of. And so, so yeah, I mean, this all makes sense of how, you know, how and why it's, it's so powerful. And, and also it's cool. And I know we've, we've had some fun discussions around how you can really have such a big impact with like such relatively small lists, you know, and by, by doing stuff of just like, you know, hitting everybody. And like you were saying of building those assets of multiple assets so that you can, you know, hit everybody on different channels and make sure that everybody sees that, which allows you to have success with, you know, lists of just a, a couple thousand people you know, versus these like huge, I don't know, people thinking that you need these like, you know, huge lists. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know I've, I've learned a lot from you about some kind of tactics or strategies, I guess, like how do you get the most out of your list for these purposes? Yeah. So I think the important thing is when, when you bring the leads onto the list, try to get them in multiple channels, get them on email, get them in messenger, get them to like the Facebook page, get the SMS, also get them into a private Facebook group. That's something that, you know, I think a lot of Amazon sellers can really benefit from is like, if you had a private Facebook group with a couple hundred of your customers in it or a thousand, you just get such good product feedback from that group. And you can ask them to buy your products and leave reviews. You want to get your Amazon customers into some other channels, right? So you can facilitate those conversations. And then it just becomes a matter of, okay, how are we going to, you know, schedule the launch and target the right keywords systematically to get ranked higher? It's, it's like um, kind of like an art of war kind of thing. It's like, okay, we have these limited resources and we have these product we want to rank. Okay, what are the target keywords that we're going to apply our audience pressure to at the right time with the right keywords kind of thing? And so that's why, you know, with a list of even a couple thousand people, if they're the right people, you know, that can be enough to, to move you up a lot for specific keywords on Amazon. Because the hardest part is that initial launch period. So when you can add a bit of a boost to your launch, and get ranked for the right keywords, the product tends to stick. As long as you have like a great product, which if you don't have great products, shouldn't be on Amazon, right? That's, that's a requirement at this point. But if you do have a great product and you can use the audience to kind of artificially get it onto the first page, it'll tend to stick there, right? Because the hardest part is just getting to the first page. So as, as long as you can help get there with the audience, you can keep it there. And then you can also trickle in some sales over time. So if the rankings do start to dip, which can happen, or you stock out, you can just run a promotion to your list. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're back on the first page. And so I think the list helps alleviate a lot of the anxiety that Amazon sellers can have about stuff that's just out of their control. Like, oh, Amazon, you know, shipments are on hold or this or whatever. But if you have a list of people ready to go, you know, as soon as things are favorable for you again, you can just tell them to buy the product and boom, you're back on the first page. So right. it just helps you get some more control over, you know, this whole Amazon process. And uh -huh. I think also, you know, in the long term, what you want to do is build your audience outside of Amazon. And so I think, you know, kind of getting some of your Amazon customers into your own platforms, right? Email or chatbot. That's like your first step to building a brand outside of Amazon, right? So it also helps set you up for long-term success, which, you know, can take years. But the first step is getting your first 
thousand you know customers onto a list right that's the first step and so yeah i think with amazon you also get the short-term benefit of the product ranking but really the long-term benefit is you're building your own audience and brand off of amazon one thing and i'd just be kind of curious like what tools are you using or what tools do you like to use for any parts of this whether it's super urls or ranking or just like what what's the kind of some of the stack that you use when you're doing it for yourself as well as uh, working with clients yeah so for the software i think ManyChat is just a really great we'll just say kind of contact management software for amazon sellers and really, it's kind of all you need at this point as far as, you know, sending messages because it can do email and SMS, which it just makes the process a lot easier. So I do recommend ManyChat. I like LandingCube for landing pages. You know, you can have coupon offers and basically, you know, filter the, the traffic that you send because what you don't want to do is send a bunch of shitty traffic to Amazon and, and tank your conversion rate. So landing cube allows you to have a filter in place. You know, the, only the people who are going to claim that particular offer, those are the only ones that are going to click through to Amazon. So to Amazon, it looks like, wow, you know, this external traffic is coming in and it's converting at like 10% or 20% or 30%, like really high. Whereas if you just dump a bunch of random traffic on your Amazon listing, you know, that, that may or may not actually help the rankings. Like you want to get the right people onto the listing. So, so landing cube helps a lot with that. Um, mm. Helium 10, of course, is good for, you know, keyword research and, you know, rank tracking and, and things like that. Centricit has been helpful for us for tracking uh, coupon redemptions. So that's a cool feature as well. But yeah, I, I try to keep the tech stack pretty light. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, the same. Uh, I mean, ManyChat, uh, LandingCube. Yeah, I mean, just some just kind of stuff on LandingCube. I think it, some of the, the cool things or benefits there, it's like, I guess you're, you're more able to like control the quality of the traffic that you're sending, it sounds like, and just to make sure that when they go to your page, they're going to buy. They're serious. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that and also you can add some scarcity as well to the offers. So that's a really important point that I think a lot of Amazon so, sellers just kind of skip over is... So in, instead of being like, oh, there's 90% off it's like there's 10 of these or 50 of these or whatever well the discounts because you want to still get verified reviews are really not that high so it'd be like we'll say 20% off because sure. right? again you're you're giving this offer to people that are already interested in the product right? uh-huh. they're not just random people that you don't even know if they're really going to like the product uh-huh. right so they already like it and then you know sometimes you don't even need to give a discount offer i just i think it's nice if you you know, spend the time building the audience, sometimes it's nice to give them a coupon because they're on your list, right? So that's like a benefit. But, you know, when we launched our first product, I actually just did it at full price just because I wanted to see, you know, what would happen because a lot of people are like, oh, you need to give away 90% off and this and that. And like, we launched it at full price and got it on the first page at full price because we already had the audience. So um, you don't necessarily have to do coupons, but I think in some cases it can help with the urgency because if they only have, you know, 24 hours to redeem this coupon, then your conversion rate is going to be significantly higher than if they can just buy it anytime, whenever. Right. So yeah, I mean, uh, any other tip for FBA sellers that are interested in building their off Amazon assets and using that to reliably and consistently have control over their ranking? Yeah, so the number one tip, if you already have sales in Amazon, 
you have to export that customer data from Amazon, like, and you need to do it before Amazon gets rid of it because, you know, maybe you're not quite ready to do Facebook or maybe you are, but that customer data from Amazon will jumpstart your audience building months. Like that'll probably save you three to six months work by itself. And it also, and Facebook, you know, because you're targeting your ads to past customers, you know, sometimes it can actually be profitable right out of the gate, which is huge, huge on Facebook because then you can scale more easily. So I set up a a landing page for showing how to export that Amazon data and bring it into Facebook. Uh, So firstpagefunnel.com slash ecom exits, and you can put it in the show notes also, but I just have a video tutorial. It's like five or 10 minutes. Just export that data from Amazon because, you know, those people already paid you money for your products. So those are the people that you want to bring into your audience first and sell them more products. Well, uh, appreciate you putting that together. Definitely recommend everyone that is listening to check that out. Dave, yeah, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, sharing with us really important and increasingly necessary approach that sellers need if you want to have success on Amazon these days. And so we can wrap up there and uh, please share how can someone find out more information about you, uh, get in touch if they want your help or any other ways that people can learn from you and work with you. That same site, I have information about my Facebook training. And, you know, I also have a done for you service for, you know, we'll say like seven figure sellers who want the benefits of the audience and they want an expert to do it. You know, I have information at that same link as well of firstpagefunnel.com slash ecom exits. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for having me on, Nate. This was really fun. This has been the Ecom Exits podcast with Nate Ginsberg. If you're enjoying the Ecom Exits podcast, show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help other smart entrepreneurs find us. We appreciate your support. We have a new episode every week on the Ecom Exits podcast. So, catch you next time. <laughs>